Enter the zone. The Prophecy Zone. Your end time watchman. Bringing you light in a dark world. Where truth is rivaled with a lie. And the matrix is normal life. Luke 21. And there shall be signs in the sun. And in the moon. And in the stars. And upon the earth distress of nations. With perplexity. The sea and the waves roaring. Men's hearts failing them for fear. And for looking after those things which are coming on the earth. For the powers of heaven shall be shaken. And then shall they see the Son of Man coming in a cloud. With power and great glory. And when these things begin to come to pass. Then look up and lift up your heads. For your redemption draweth nigh. You are now in the zone. So be ready to enter the light or truth about the end of days. So you will be ready for the coming of the Lord. You are in the zone. The prophecy zone. So join us for the next hour as we look at world events in line with Bible prophecy. So you'll be informed and be ready for the coming of Jesus Christ. Hello, welcome to the Prophecy Zone. This is Phil Armstrong, and I'm hoping y'all enjoying y'all weekend. Uh, I decided to do a show today, and uh, we're going to be talking quickly about Bible prophecy. We won't go the whole time, but we're going to be right now talking about uh, what is going on in the Middle East. Uh, And it looks like um, we are getting set for a lot of events to take off. And... uh, we are going to be covering that today. Now, the first thing I want to cover today is that a general of the military in um, Israel uh, told his army and Navy and Air Force and Marines to get ready for intervention in Syria, which we kind of thought is that what might be the case. And uh, if that is the case, then um, uh, what is uh, going on with chemical weapons and biological and uh, cyanide weapons in uh, Syria could play a big part. Now, I believe that Israel might have received intel because uh, it's obvious that, you know, I'm pretty sure they have flyovers and things like that if the radars ain't picking them up. But, you know, the United States has highly sophisticated um, uh, airplanes that, that goes in stealth mode. They cost stealth fighters. I don't know if they replaced the stealth fighters or not, but um, we know that they have stealth fighters that can be undetected by uh, um, satellite. And we also know that even Google Plus can can come down on uh, you really good, go in your backyard and see exactly what you're doing. And uh, that helps a lot the military um, to know exactly what they're dealing with. Now, it doesn't it doesn't hurt to have military on the ground or um, or special forces on the ground, and it doesn't hurt to have the CIA and um, other organizations like the Mossad and M15 or other um, countries to come in and secretly spy on uh, Syria. And tell us what they got. And, and also, it's lovely to have defectors. Defect those who go in and work for you for about 20 years and then turn on you because they would rather be free from your regime and your de- soon de- demise and destruction than, uh, <laughs> than um, they would rather have a clear future rather than a bleak one. Um, so, all of this 
is to set the stage for the 12th Imam or the Mahdi, which is a ruler uh, in the Islamic faith who will come and restore all things to uh, them to to the empire and will create an empire. Um, it will, will create a Bessentanian empire and also a uh, caliphate. Now, as far as the uh, Egyptian leader is concerned, Jerusalem will be the capital. And what did the Bible say? What did the Bible say? It says that the Antichrist will enter the te temple and declare that he is Christ. So what temple is he going to enter? Hold on for a second, y'all. Let me grab my Bible. Um, what temple is he going to enter? Now, I apologize for YouTubers and all the other, you stream and everybody else. It's because there's a delay in my mouth, and you might be, you're going to be able to hear me, but there is a delay. But what I wanted to, what I wanted to talk about is that the uh, Mahdi will create a caliphate or a Islamic empire and will rule from Jerusalem. Now, what is the Antichrist going to do? And I'm going to read that to you <coughs> as soon as I find it. And that is in Thessalonians. And before I get there, I also want to talk to y'all about the Ten Kings. And three were subdued by the Antichrist. What three of that are that? <laughs> are that? That's not even English, is it? That's reverse. You can't play me backwards. He's going to get something else. No, nah, just joking. Now, the Antichrist goes into the temple and declares himself God. And uh, the um don't necessarily call himself God because they don't have that written down, but the Mahdi is going to rule from Jerusalem. Uh, and that is called a caliphate. Now, the Bible says that there should be ten kings that shall arise. And the Antichrist shall subdue three of the first ten. Now, as you read uh, the Bible, it tells you and it interprets it for you. So, Bible interprets Bible. So, uh, it says in the Word of God that... Uh, says, let no man, I hope I'm starting off at the right place. I might have to jump down. Let no man deceive you by any means, for that day shall not come, except there come a falling away first. Of course, falling away means deception. And that man of sin be revealed, the son of perdition, who exalts himself, I mean, excuse me, who opposes and exalts himself above all that is called God, or that is worship. So that he, as God, sitteth, and that should be a little g, but it's not, but sitteth in the temple of God, showing himself that he is God. Now, the Mahdi will rule from where? Jerusalem. Now, the Antichrist will sit in whose temple? The temple of God. And he's going to declare himself to be God. Now, the Islamic faith believes that the Mahdi is going to come and he's going to make peace. And then they, they believe he's going to destroy the infidels. 
Who is the infidel? Those who are not Islamic. Who in the faith, who, as far as the Christian faith, who is the unbelievers? The Gentile world. And the, Gent- and the Jews, of course, they're non-believers. At this time, until they become believers. Now, there are some Messianic Jews, and but there's no... But there's no such thing as messianic. No, I was joking. I was going to say messianic Gentile. There's no such thing as Gentiles that are not. You either saved or you're not. But in the Jewish faith, there's the such thing as uh, messianic Jews, which technically they're not even in the Jewish faith. They're they're, they're believers in Christ. Um. So, let's get to the ten kings and the three that he subdues. I believe that the Mediterranean Union that Nicolas Sarkozy started, uh, which was in the territory of the old Roman Empire. But see, the old Roman Empire, if you read Daniel chapter 2, Daniel had to interpret the dream for Nebuchadnezzar. And he interpreted the dream to say that the head of gold was Nebuchadnezzar, which was Babylon. The the shoulders was Media Persia, which uh it turns out that Persia was stronger than Media Media and uh, I think Anaxerxes was the king. And then Greece, we know about Alexander the Great and his empire was divided up into four. And then we can see the two legs. Now what is the two legs hooked up to? The two feet. Which is hooked up to the rest of the body. So that means in when the beat when you look at Daniel chapter 7 and Revelation chapter 13, they're all the same. So, in other words, and I know there's going to be people, people out there, are, and they're going to philosophize with me. And I, I don't own the patents on um, um, Bible prophecy. So, if y'all want me to, I can give y'all the patent number. No, I'm just joking. I don't own the patents on Bible prophecy, neither do I claim to. But I'm trying to make a point here that the the statue in Daniel chapter 2 are connected. The beast, believe it or not, even though it explains separate parts, I mean separate beasts, these are separated beasts. But there's a margrel, a margrel means a, a combination of beasts as far as the statue, I mean as far as the um, beasts are concerned in Daniel chapter 7 and Daniel chapter, I mean Revelation chapter 13. So um, the empire's are consistent of what? So, are these beasts separate? And in Daniel chapter seven, are they separate? And Revelation chapter thirteen, no, because you have to use scripture to interpret scripture. So these empires are the at the end time will become the same empire. So Nicolai Sarkozy started a empire or a uh, a Mediterranean Union that consists of, and not limited to, because we know that he's gonna he's gonna the whole world's gonna be under his sway, but it it, it starts off with the, the the European Union, and then Northern Africa, and it comes back around to the Middle East. So the Bible says he should subdue three of the first ten. Now these are regions; they're not countries. And I repeat, somebody said, well, they're kingdoms. If you have a region and you're in charge of a region, then there are ten. There are ten regions, which are ten kingdoms. Um, 
the two legs on the statue in Daniel chapter 2 are put together, which are the Roman Empire, and it goes all the way to the feet, which is different from the other empires, which is still the same. So if you read, I think it's uh, Revelation 17, where it talks about there are five kings, five are fallen, one is, and one is to come. And when he comes, there will be an eighth empire that will be still the same as the seventh. But he was going to, he, but the eighth was going to perdition. Which, so what that means is that the, the, the Mediterranean Union, which Nicolas Sarkozy started, will be the seventh empire, which the Antichrist rises up with. And then when he goes into the temple in Second um, Thessalonians chapter four, I mean chapter two, verse four. He goes into the temple and claims that he is God. He becomes the eighth empire because the eighth empire becomes a world empire. So it's still the same, but it happens to just grow. Because remember, in Revelation chapter 6, the Antichrist comes out conquering and to conquer. See, everybody says, well, the Antichrist will come out and he will own the world. No, he won't. He has to work on it. Now, the devil gives him his power and his seat. But still, he has to sell himself. Because remember, there ain't a lot of devil workers, worshippers down, down the street selling out flowers, hanging, hanging out on the corner, hanging out, uh, handing out flyers. That's not working. There's Christians might be on some corners for right now handing out flyers, but pretty soon they're going to have to, ain't, no, ain't going to be no Christians handing out no more flyers. I mean, you're going to get yourself killed. You got to leave that up to 144,000 and the two witnesses and the angel coming through heaven. And I'm sorry, you guys, that I, I'm, I'm acting like I'm kind of um, messing up, butchering things because I, I got to I gotta use the bathroom. <laughs> so, uh, but um, it, I got a fire in me. No, but praise God, though. I do got a fire in me, and uh, I am blessed to be here to be able to preach the gospel. Some people say, well, you need a degree. Well, I'm working on that, but I hope the rapture happens before that, so I don't have to get no man's degree. But I, I like I, I need to read the Bible, uh, and, and I need to rip it apart. I have a Bible that's fallen. My wife was laughing at me because I had a Bible that I had in the Middle East that was just falling apart. And I believe that's why I don't have as much troubles. I mean, not that I've, I've defeated Satan, because the Bible says we are overcomers even through our faith. Our faith is what, in Jesus Christ is what makes us overcomers. Uh, even our faith, the Bible says in First John, our faith has made us overcomers in the object, which is Christ. Not the object of faith, but the object is Christ. Christ is all in all. He is all that you need to 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 get over the bondages that uh, easily, uh, you know, hamper you from doing the things that you need to be doing for Christ. Because if you were going to the Olympics and praise, I'm, that's another show by itself, and I'm going to cover that too, going to the Olympics, be careful. Um, we need to uh, really be vigilant in these last days. And I don't know why in the world that I, I, I do this video <coughs> like this, and I know I'm supposed to be doing 10-minute increments because the software that I have does not let me uh, upload anything longer than 10 minutes, which makes me very angry. I'm going to, what I'm going to do today is try to find an uploader that can help me upload something. And, but the file, the, the software that I'm using will not let me upload anything other than uh, a uh, MP3, I think. It might not even be that. I, I'm using something called Wirecast. 
and uh, I'm gonna start using that a lot. And and I got a video. My videos were really bad. I didn't really like my any of my video YouTube videos because I wasn't being me. I was kind of robotic. But uh, starting now, I'm just gonna let it all. Let my hair down. Y'all laugh because I'm bald head, so some of the people on YouTube probably know what I'm talking about. But I'm, I'm gonna let my hair down, and and I'm I'm gonna go ahead and go and say what I gotta say. Um, get ready, y'all. Get ready. Christ might be coming back. Uh, I know some of those people say, "Well, Christ, he ain't coming back because I gotta still uh, graduate from college. I gotta graduate from college too. I only got one semester, and then I gotta get past uh, science, which is really hard for me." Uh, I don't like science because uh, it's, it's. I get I get kind of frustrated when the teachers trying to tell me uh, that uh, we came from apes, uh, or or some some teacher coming in there has already been deceived by her uh, her teachers, and now she expects me to believe what she has to sell me. And it's kind of like you got to go to Bible school. You got to go. You got to go here. You got to be ordained. Okay, I got to be ordained to get on YouTube. Man, YouTube is the greatest uh, evangelistical thing, and I and I apologize to, to myself for not using it. And now I'm going to start using it. And I don't care if I get two views or a thousand, uh, hundred thousand views because I noticed something about YouTube. YouTube, the people are looking for, some people are looking for truth. Some people are looking for facts. Some people are looking for schematics. Some people are looking for, you know, I had a dream today that New York City burned up in two weeks. I mean, it fried, you know, or I had a dream that I saw God come down and he told me we're coming back to get you in five minutes. You know, I mean, and nothing against that. I love dreams. I love to hear about dreams. And I get caught up in, the, in that stuff. But I, I, you know what? I like it. When people are just honest and they come on and they give dreams and I get excited, but when I don't get excited by the deliverance of my brother and sister from over, you know, from um, intoxicating drugs, or I don't get excited for somebody who gives me a testimony that that the Lord has blessed them and got them, you know, going in the right direction and they got peace in their heart. If I don't get excited about, you know, witnessing and people going out and street preaching, if I don't get excited for uh, a sister who found a job because she relied on the Lord, I mean, what good is it? What, what is a dream going to do for me? But a dream does edify. It's because it really does edify. But I want to hear someone praying and then receiving an answer for that prayer. That's what I want to hear. That's what I want to hear now. I want to hear that your child got saved. I want to hear that your coworker got uh, to believe in Christ. I want to hear. I want to hear something that I hate to use this word. Drum roll, please. Positive. I hate to use that word. I want to hear something good, a good report. How about that? That's a good. That that right there is good. Um. So 
It's exciting, folks. I mean, it's exciting. Get excited. Praise God. You know, praise God that Jesus is coming back soon. I want to meet him. I want to see him. I want to see him as he is. So I want to I want to walk through a wall. I'm getting tired of walking through these glass windows because somebody washed them so doggone clean. I keep hitting these windows. Go with some friend's house for a barbecue and run smack dab into the window. I'm 300-some pounds. Well, it used to be. I don't know what I am now. I know I lost a lot of weight. My cat just beat <laughs> I didn't hit him, nobody. Don't call protective services on me. I didn't hit the cat. I just kind of threw something in front of him so he'd run. My cat loves me. He loves me to death. And then I, hopefully he can come in the rapture with me because if he can't come, he he he's going to die a slow death because you can ask my family, man. My cat loves me to death. He follows me all around the house. Even when I'm mean to him. Now, I wasn't, I'm never mean to him, but even when I'm trying to get out of here, cat. I mean, every time, he thinks I'm the only one that can feed him. I mean, everybody be upstairs laughing and giggling, and then I'm doing a show down here or something, and I walk upstairs, and I'm like, he comes out of nowhere, and he's asking me to feed him. They're like, dude, man, for real? I mean, you could have got somebody else to feed you. I mean, you got all these kids in the house, and you can't get nobody else to feed you but me. How shame on you. Shame on you, cat. <laughs> shame on you. You need to get saved, cat. Quit relying on me. <laughs> Quit relying on me. But um I like um I like to listen to shows. I like to listen to talk shows on um especially the um brothers and sisters on um you, um, blog talk radio and I listen to Hagman and Hagman we've been listening to that lately and then I listen to um, Anakito Forum I like to listen to him uh, he's pretty good um, he's kind of really, really mild mild tempered uh, individual guy he has good things to say um, and I even learn a lot from him and uh, he's a blessing too and uh, Susan Puzio, I I I I have to catch up with her shows because I, I I kind of uh, been out and about on Saturdays lately. But um, it's a lot of shows on, um, especially on YouTube. And I and I want to start doing videos more often on YouTube because I kind of got away from doing doing uh, shows on YouTube. But um, yeah, I uh, hopefully. Uh-oh. It says waiting for the host. So am I on? Okay, because first it said waiting for the host. And then it says um, you got, and the clock is ticking, so I am on. I was like, oh, man, I was talking all that time, and I'm not on. That's the beauty of having a chat room. People can uh, tell you that you're on or not. And then <clears throat> if you're not, you just go about, you know, getting back on. But uh, I encourage you guys out there uh to uh to, you know, pray pray to God and ask him what you should be doing in these last days. Because uh, God will tell you and uh listen to God that's still small voice because he is wanting to talk to uh his church and uh let his church know what we supposed to be doing. Now, uh, the general that says that uh, brace for war, get ready for war, told his military that. And uh, his military is um, probably at this time 
uh, get ready for war. Now, um, they stopped it all uh, weekend passes. Uh, they normally go home to the, the military personnel. They normally go home to their um, families, but they didn't do that this time. And um, so they took, uh, uh, I guess, the week to prepare for whatever they're going to be doing in the coming days. Now, uh, usually I don't really say anything about terror attacks and things like that, but um, we need to really keep a, uh, a sharp eye open. The Bible says um, uh, have your eyes open, uh, be um, sober, that your the the devil walks around like a roaring lion seeking who he may devour. Um, the Olympic Games, if anything comes out of the Olympic Games, if it's not a terrorist attack, then we need to be concerned about the opening ceremonies because the opening ceremonies is dedicated to Apollyon, uh, donated to um, uh, dedicated to Apollyon, and it, I, I don't know what that's supposed to mean. Uh, now, we know in Revelations that the bottomless pit is open and these beasts come out of it. Now, I don't know that any relations to it, but if you start calling down devils and, and demons to come upon your earth, then um, you might not know what you're calling down, and then you might not know what effect it's going to bring. Uh, we don't want that to happen, do we? We don't want that to happen, so we need to be vigilant on that. The Great Commission is not to just preachers. People keep thinking the Great Commission is to just preachers. Get off your tails. Jesus is coming soon. We need to warn as many people as possible. Now, there might be a, um, a hierarchy and as far as the churches is concerned, but as far as witnessing and, and even getting on Block Talk Radio, what license do you claim I need? Tell me what license, please. Write an email and you tell me what do I need because I sure won't get it. But just write, just write the email anyway. I want to know what you think I need to get on Block Talk Radio. I mean, if you want somebody laying hands on me, that already, already didn't have that happen. Probably wasn't for this, but I've had it happen before. I mean, do we need an unction from men or unction from the Holy Spirit? Everybody's commission to make disciples. You can go down the street to your neighbor's house and say, hey, man, you want to come to church? You want to come to Bible study with me? You want to read the Bible with me? This is what this is what I God told me. Give me your testimony. Let him know how God sets you free. Let her know how God sets you free. God sets free men and women. He, the Bible says he came to set the captives free. So if he came to cut the captives free, then how is it that uh, it had nothing to do with being a prisoner? Paul was a prisoner. So if he came to cut, set, set Paul free from being a prisoner, wait a minute, Paul wasn't even in prison when God first called Paul. So it has nothing to do with a physical prison. Because the Bible says that the God's free man is, in, is, is not free and it's, and it's and person in bondage is free. So you tell me that Paul's testimony was being a prisoner. And it said in the word of God that you guys may become bold because I am a prisoner. So just because you be bold to 
gospel because look what I'm doing as far as the Holy Spirit is concerned. Not what I'm doing when I'm doing, but what I'm doing as far as the Holy Spirit, what the Holy Spirit is doing through me. He's telling, he's showing us that we can be humble and we can enter into Jesus' suffering and that we can be powerful. So when he says, we have come, I have, the, the Lord has come to set, when the Lord said this, I have come to set the captives free, that means we are in bondage to sin, to the practicing of sin. Yes, on the cross he said, it is finished. But there's a work that continues in us until the day of Jesus Christ. There's a work that continues in you to break the bondages of alcohol and drugs and, and pornography and anger and jealousy and envy and, and, all, and all the attitudes that will slow you down. The Holy Spirit is not going to work through attitudes who always fusses at your watch. I've been there before. Drinking beer on Saturdays. I used to love drinking beer on Saturdays. Now, I'm not going to glorify it. I'm not saying that. I am not trying to glorify drinking beer. I'm just saying who the sun sets free is free and greed. D. Now, I'm not going to lie to y'all. If, 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 if it wasn't for my wife, I would have done some stupid stuff. I mean, it, I mean, my my wife had the decency to say, "Baby, if you don't stop drinking and you go on the slippery road, you're gonna kill somebody. <laughs> you'll kill yourself." And 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 just all kinds of things that happened when I was drinking alcohol. So, God, I said to God one night, "Just I'm tired. Just take it from me." And He took it, but it wasn't one night. No, it was more like a process. But I, you know what I believe? I don't. I don't really think it's a such thing as a process. Because had I just said I'm gonna stop tonight, I will. Then, it, then God would have just set me free. But it's a process on my side. It's not a process on God's side. Now God teaches us things through trials and tribulations, but sins He would like you to just put it down. See, people think that the sin is, is something that teaches. Something. Well, it might teach us patience, and I don't. I, I mean, I've asked God for patience one time, and I, I was sorry I asked Him, because He sent everything my way. But, but the the trials when a lady next door tries to kill you, <laughs> that happened to me too. My next door neighbor is saying, I mean, she's hearing hearing my voice, and I, I believe it has to do with the Holy Spirit, because the Holy Spirit was here, and she was like, Oh yeah. I hear Phil's voice, and she moved away from the house, way down on the other side of town, telling the psychiatrist that she can hear me speaking. Now, if that's a trial, I don't know what it is. I'm going to kill Phil. That rhymes, too. I'm going to kill Phil. <laughs> she told him that. He called the house and said, I'm, I'm just warning you. It's part of the process, but we have to warn you. And the police didn't. I mean, it was a big mess. The cops coming by. She waking us up at 3 o'clock in the morning. Me and my wife were saying that's the best sleep we ever had. And it's almost like she took peace from the earth. And my babies were asleep, and she's knocking on the door, and a fire department come in. She says, we thought we heard somebody giving somebody CPR. She's like, well, I thought I heard Phil over here giving somebody CPR. And then when the cops finally go over there to talk to her, bless her heart, they said that she turned around and started kicking the wall at me, and she's in another apartment. So they said, yeah, we 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 best something wrong here. So we finally got her out of our lives. That was about a year ago. But, yeah, that's a trial. 
<laughs> that's, a, that's a tribulation and a trial. Having a lady say she's going to kill you. And you know it has to be for born and being born again because the stuff that she was saying was kooky. Like, he sensed, and I had a radio program going on like I'm doing right now, right on the other side of the wall. This lady, probably the demon's probably like getting it riled up. Bless her heart and pray for her. But um, that's how life is, folks. We're commissioned to be light on our feet. We're commissioned that the, the gospel can be taken and, and, and manifest to mankind. We're to be the light and the salt of the earth. We're to go in the power of the Holy Spirit, not our own power. We're not to go in our own power. I tried that, been there, done that. It doesn't work. We are to go in the power of the Holy Spirit. And the Holy Spirit is to set men free from the bondages that easily beset them. So you can run the race. The Olympic stars cannot run a 40-yard a dash or if even even a 40-yard dash, a 100-yard dash. They can't run that, that, that race with weights. So if you're bitter towards somebody, drop it. I had my I had uh, something stolen from my house, and I, I believe I know who it is, but I just keep bringing it up like I'm doing right now. <laughs> just joking. Uh, I'm just bringing it up to let y'all know that I ain't got no perfect kids, man. And then they blaming it on each other. And, uh, he did it. She did it. You did it. I'm like, look, man, I'm not going to. If Jesus is coming back in, in, like I think he is, even if he come back 24 months from here, which I doubt it, but even if he's coming back really, you know, a while from here, I'll be like, man, dude, take me away, Calgon. It's like, you know, and I'm 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 going to get a career, you know, going. I already got, got a career, you know, and stuff like that. But, you know, I like I like this career. You know, I like I like being able to minister. But I got my two kids, and uh, had I not had my two kids, I would probably be doing some stuff, man. And I, I put up some videos that were terrible to me uh, just recently. Um, and, uh, you know, I was just, like, kind of camera shy or something. I don't know what it is. I can't explain it. When I was in Qatar uh, with the military, we were running the R&R program. That's when they, the, the soldiers over there, just recently, about a couple of years ago, when the soldiers would go and they would relax after being in the field for so long. And we would take them out, boat skiing and mall trips and all this other stuff. So we would have to brief people coming in. So I remember briefing them, briefing everybody for the signups for the trips. And I was talking to like three, 400 people at the same time. And I'm sitting here, can't even do a YouTube video. I mean, I, I, I don't know what it is, what it was, maybe because I wasn't just prepared. I didn't write anything down. Um, but I got the gift of gab. So I, I, I don't know why I, I wouldn't, I, I just couldn't do them. So now I just decided, you know what, man, I'm going to take, I'm going to let my hair down and then I'm just going to do the YouTube video. Praise God. I'm going to let the Holy Spirit run through me. Uh, upside, inward, outward, shaking down, pressed together. <laughs> you know? You know? But I, I, I want to just get rid of all these feelings, man. All of these uptight feelings and all this, uh, you know, no, no patience for nobody, you know. I don't want anything inside of me. And this is it is not it's not trying to be, you know, where we trying to be super overzealous in the wrong direction towards the you know, the letter rather than the spirit. 
but it's more or less for the you know for the spirit to work through me and for me to hear those words well done good and faithful servant i'm going to please god if, if i please god i'm going to please everybody out there see everybody think well He's thinking about pleasing people, and then he pleases God. No, I'll please God first, and then I'll please people second. You can't avoid it. You can't avoid it. You cannot avoid it. Now, I saw the movie Contagion. Uh, Contagion was a disease that spread it by a lady who went into a casino, and she was was eating uh Food and I guess she got her. She got contaminated and she went home to her family and then she died. And y'all probably saw the advertisement. Some of y'all probably even saw the movie. Well, the Bible talks about in um, Matthew 24 that there should be uh, earthquakes and pestilences and famines. And I want to talk about that briefly. Now we notice that the war came first. If that's the order that Jesus is trying to present, well, not trying, did present to us. And we're trying to interpret it that way. Um, so, Matthew 27, and I'm going to go ahead and read it. And I'm going to explode. So, eventually, I'm going to have to take a break in a minute because I'm about to explode. Uh, i got to use the bathroom. Uh, so, it says, his disciples came up to him and they said, when will be the sign of your coming in the end of the age? And that's something else I want to talk about, the end of the age. What does that mean? Um, is the end of the age a new age to what? And the Bible interprets this, uh, and I think uh, Revelations 20, it talks about, and it could be 21 or 22, it talks about a new heavens and a new earth. But before that, it's a 1,000-year one, 1, millennium reign on earth. Um, and the 1,000 year millennium reign will be Jesus Christ being uh, over the whole earth for that time. And it says that if an infant dies, he will be uh, considered young at a uh, hundred years old. Now we know the young people here, there is no young people here at a hundred years old that we call them very blessed or something for the world's sake, lucky. So, um, what is it that makes uh, Matthew 24 so stick out to me? It's because of the droughts that we've been having. Are the droughts going to cause um, a problem in the food supply? Um, now, on the Walmart shelves, there's probably about a week's worth of food. I say from three days to a week's worth of food. And now, if there's an uproar, or a food run instead of a bank run, a food run. Trust me, there's a bank run coming. Uh, how much food is on the shelf? And as far as Contagion, the movie, uh, and the Bible saying that there should be pestilence, how um, long would it take for that disease to spread across the whole world? Uh, and is it going to happen in the first half of the tribulation period? Now, the reason why I mention the millennium reign of Christ is because the day of the Lord is, is uh, going to come. The Bible says it should come as a thief in the night. And um, in the book of Joel, 
it gives a description. Now, I'm probably going to end up reading, listening to this radio program, and I'm going to probably notice that I just skipped something, and I kind of figured that out. I just skipped to something totally different because I got to really use the bathroom. That's probably the reason why I did that. But anyway, um, the day of the Lord is talked about in Joel, um, and I'm going to read it, Joel chapter 2, verse 1. It says, Blow ye a trumpet in Zion, and sound an alarm in thy holy mountains. Let all the inhabitants of the land tremble, for the day of the Lord cometh, and it is at hand. A day of darkness, and a, and a day of gloominess, a day of clouds, and of thick darkness. As the morning spread upon the mountains, a great people, and then it talks about these beasts flying around, which I love to do a radio program just on there by itself. But uh, the day of the Lord shall come as a thief in the night, it says in Thessalonians. Um, so n- let me explain something that I believe is going to happen. Is that the tribulation period will overlap that millennium reign of Christ that is a thousand years. So in other words, the day of the Lord right here in verse 2 of Joel chapter 2 says the day the day of darkness so the day of the, for the day of the Lord cometh and it is at hand a day of darkness and a of gloominess a day of clouds and of thick darkness and we know what the book of revelations explains that the day of the Lord will be like and the first chapter of uh revelations the sixth chapter excuse me Talks about the beast, the Antichrist coming, conquering to into conquer, and then it talks about the other beasts that come after that. It says in chapter six, verse four, Revelation says, "And there went out another horse that was red, and power was given unto him that set thereon to take peace from the earth." So it's the horse of war. It says, "And that they should kill one another." And there was given unto him a great sword. So that's what it is. The Antichrist is fighting. Remember it says in the first horse, the rider of the horse, came out conquering and to conquer. And he had a bow. He had a bow with no arrow. But now he has a bow and, and an arrow. So it doesn't say that. But you say to yourself that war is now the chief focus. So the Antichrist will be a king that will honor the God of forces. Now, is it the force be with you in nature or out in outer space, or it is, is it the force of war? We have to stay tuned on that, but it's obvious that the Antichrist will be a man of war. The Bible says that in Revelations, the people are saying, who can make war with them? Who, who, who can defeat the beast? Who can wage war with this individual? It says, and when he had opened the third seal, a, I heard the third beast say, come and come. And he says, behold, and lo, a black horse, and he that sat on him had a pair of balances in his hand. And I heard a voice in the midst of the four beasts say, a measure of wheat for a penny, and a third measure of barley for a penny. And see thou hurt not the oil and the wine. Now the, the the millennium will begin as a thief in the night, and it will also begin with a seven-year peace treaty uh, talked about in Daniel chapter nine verse twenty-seven. Now the seven-year peace treaty will overlap into the thousand-year millennium, or well, not overlap, but actually be be a part of it. 
it won't even overlap. It would be the start of it. So 7 minus uh, 1,000 would be 993 um, years. But God will add 7 years to that. So it will be nine, be back to 1,000. So it will be overlapping or sort of not even overlapping. It would just be in, in the, at the tip. And then um, you have your 1,000-year reign after that. Now, um, why did I say all of this? Well, first of all, the day of the Lord should come as a thief in the night. Now, some people will say that, oh, it comes as a snare. It comes as a surprise. It comes. This is why he says it comes as a thief, because a thief breaks in and steal. Now, let me say something about a thief. Do you ever see a thief come in your house? What's the percentages of a thief being actually caught? Pretty rare. So, when the Bible says it's the, the day of the Lord should come as a thief. If you were to compare catching the thief or knowing that the thief is there, then you would be able to say that uh, the thief did not surprise me because he was there. But normally a thief surprises somebody and they come back to the house and find something missing. So what is missing? The church. The Bible says that uh, Jesus was talking in a parable, and he said that the master went out, and the farmer went out to sow, and then they sowed into the fields, and the grass began to grow, but also the tares grew next to it. And he said, Master, look, the, the wheat look good, but the tares is growing right next to it. He says, go ahead and let it grow. Let it grow together, because in the last days, what I'm going to do is I'm going to separate the two, with the, and, and I'm going to take I'm going to take my my knife and just cut it, and I'm going to take the wheat and the tares. I'm going I'm to take the wheat and put it in my barns, and I'm going to take the tares and, and burn it up. Hmm. So that's what it's going to be in the last days. So you're going to have the wheat going up to heaven, which is church, and you're going to have the tares going into the tribulation period. And the Bible says that judgment should begin in the house of the Lord. So if judgment begins in the house of the Lord, it doesn't mean that God's going to start taking out these preachers because those preachers probably wouldn't save in the first place. No, he's saying that at the time of the rapture, the fakers are going to not make it, and the, and the, and the true Christians are going to go in the rapture. So when you go back to church, you don't make it in the rapture. When you go to church on Sunday, if you even feel like going at, at that point, because you might be too embarrassed, uh, you're going to find half the congregation gone in some churches. You're going to find a, the most of the church gone in some, but the majority is going to be still people at church. But they're going to know that people are missing still because judgment begun in the house of the Lord. And remember it said in Luke 21, I think it's verse 34, that he says, pray that you will be found worthy um, to escape these things and to stand in front of the Son of Man. So if you escape and, church, and the church is gone, that means the, the church is standing in front of the Son of Man. So follow me here, because I make some sense. I mean, it makes sense if you really think about it, that the church is not here because they're standing in front of Christ to give an account of the beamer seat, of the judgment seat of Christ. When the others uh, people are sitting here being judged. 
Sorry about that um, for the recording. I had to wipe my nose, so I didn't want y'all to see that one. Uh, some of the stuff I'm cutting out. So when I say something like that to Blog Talk Radio, y'all, y'all, y'all be the only one here. What I just said, but because um, I should have just put this up as a live broadcast, but I didn't. So shame on me. So I got to go on to um, the ready, the rec, the the, the um, program, and uh, change a few things. It always happens that way when you're like in the military and you're standing in a parade and your nose always start to itch. Or when you're a student in college and you go sit in the classroom and as soon as you get in there you want to cough the rest of the class. Well, when I put a move when I put the video on, all of a sudden here I go, I wanna start uh uh I wanna start coughing or I wanna start my nose starts itching and all this other stuff. Right now, I put up a video just a few minutes ago. This is an okay video. I'm going to start writing down what I, um, the videos I've um, done so I can post it on the Blog Talk Radio uh, channel because that's where I get most of my uh, audience from is Blog Talk. It should have been YouTube, but uh, it's not. I don't, I don't know why. I don't even know why I'm signed out right here of... Um, Oh, that's not good. So yeah, so uh, for y'all uh, and YouTube, I like to thank y'all for coming by and listening to the program because we 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 just hit a milestone. Um, of course, it, it's a good thing to um, hit milestones once in a while. I think that's um, something awesome. So I think we're at. For a year straight, we had a hundred thousand listens, which is pretty darn good. Doing being to the fact that I haven't done any shows in like February, like January, I I didn't do any shows in January. Um, so I think that's pretty cool. Um, now I got pretty much uh, time to do very little videos when I can. And if I can do videos, uh, hey YouTube, this brother Phil here. Uh, Israel. Yeah, so when I can do videos, I, I, I sort of, I don't know, well, hold on for a second, what is this? Okay, I'm just talking to myself because they, they, they changed something on YouTube. I just put up a video and I'm noticing a few things that's been changed a little bit. They have like a free tweet, a tweeter thing. I guess I can turn it off. Audio scroll. And I'm probably going to end up turning it off in a minute. So, I don't know. It looks like a nice clear video. I got a little blue at the bottom. Uh, I, I need to change it. But this is going to be the style that I'm going to do it. I'm not going to even use a microphone on some of these videos unless it's the radio show. And right after I get through off of here, I'm probably going to do one more video unless somebody comes through the door and uh, come home and my kids start to torture me again. But, yeah, war is imminent. Uh, I don't know if these people are answering to me or what. I mean, it's tweets going and they just... <laughs> if he raped going, she, I don't know if they're talking to me or not. It just happened to have scrolls at the bottom and it says you can turn it off on, but um, I, I, I don't know if they're talking to me or not. 
But if they were talking to me, the, the, it wouldn't just be at one view. It would be at more than just one view. But I, I don't know how um, to do uh, the, the the titles of my YouTube videos. I, I'm thinking I'm just getting one-track-minded, and I some, somewhat get lazy as far as, like, naming the YouTube video. <coughs> Tags, I'm all right. I'm okay with tags, but I think naming the video, I mean, I'm not really all that creative, so I'm going to try to, open, you know, pray to God and have him open up my mind somewhat so it won't be so doggone closed. And uh, hopefully I can, uh, hopefully I can um, get a little bit more creative at, uh, at doing things. But anyway... God is good, and uh, he's coming back for a church that was ready for him without spot or blemish. Uh, what does that mean? He's coming back for a church without spot or blemish. Now, I'm going to show you what I believe it means, and I believe that the word of God is saying. And in First John, uh, it's pretty um, cut and dry. Uh, Jesus, uh, the Holy Spirit, God we referred this to John um and uh in first John one eight it says if we say that we have no sin, we deceive ourselves and the truth is not in us. Verse nine If we confess our sins, he is faithful and just to forgive us our sins and to cleanse us from all unrighteousness. Number verse ten, if we say that we have not sinned, have not sinned, listen to that very closely. If we say that we have not sinned, we make him a liar and the truth is not in us. Now is this um talking about overall as a sinner or is this talking about daily? Daily replenishing, replenishing, daily regeneration, daily washing. Well, the Holy Spirit is the only one can wash you. The Word of God is the only one can wash you. Um, the, the, the Word of God is used to wash and to regenerate. And the Holy Spirit is the vehicle in which we are brought to the knowledge of the truth. Uh, the Word of God is the vehicle. The interpreter is the Holy Spirit. He will interpret it for you if you let him. Um, our, our, we're we're not going to be able to interpret scripture. Only spirit can interpret scripture for spirit. Um, only God can interpret His own word. So we need God to give us the wisdom. And and this is a daily repentance. So if He's coming back for church without spot or blemish, the sins that you know that you've done wrong, repent. The sins that you don't know, then the cross has covered it say, well, why should you re repent for the stuff that I'll, I know then? Because God wants you to keep that relationship with him going. You can't have a relationship with Christ if you're, if you're practicing sin. If you're, if, you're, if you're sleeping with your boyfriend or if you're living with your boyfriend or if you're cussing up the storm or if, you, if your mind is in the world and you, you like pleasures more than God, um, if you if you if you hate people, if you dislike people, if you gossip about people, um, there's I can keep going all day if y'all want me to. But I'm trying to make a point is that God don't want us to live our lives in sin. If you're married, are you are you are you you know sneaking uh, emails to someone? 
uh, to some lady or some male, some guy? I mean, those are the questions you have to ask. And the Bible tells us that he's coming back without a church, with, for a church without spot or blemish. He also says, be holy for I am holy. Now, what is our, are we, can we be holy altogether? I mean, are we without sin? No. We all have sin. We are sinners. We all sin and fall short of the glory of God. Our righteousness are filthy rags. But as we have the relationship and our identity is in Christ, and 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 we we have faith on what Christ did for us on the cross, and and Christ is is, is you are in Christ, and your faith is placed in Christ, and you stay in His Word, you are you, and you walk worthy of the calling that you've been called for, and and your life is to practice righteousness rather than sin. Because folks, you have the choice. You you can look at the Ten Commandments and say I can't keep all of those. You can. There's no one who's kept all the Ten Commandments. But after looking at the Ten Commandments, it is they are keepable in general. Like if it says, "Do not cover the man's wife," don't cover the man's wife then. Or if it says, "Honor their mother and their father," call your mom on Mother's Day if you're not with them. If you're with your mom, respect your mom and your dad. I mean, don't don't put any graven images in your house. I mean, don't put the Lord first. I mean, you can follow these commandments in general. You might not be you're not perfect according to God's standards, but you can you can you can say, okay, I'm a practice to ten, or I, I, God give me strength to to keep the, the commandments in the Bible. And if if the commandments are to do not forsake the gathering assemblies of yourself, we'll do it. Or if the commandments is love your wife as Christ loved the church, we'll do it. If it says love your neighbors yourself, we'll do it. Do those commandments. Keep the commandments that God has told us to do in his word. Obey him. If you obey him, truly you are his disciple. <coughs> well, I, I can't help it. You know. Well, the Bible says don't steal. I mean, when's the last time you went to Walmart and stole something? The majority of people out there have not stole something at Walmart, or else Walmart will have to go out of business. Now, there's coming a time in the near future that people are going to be stealing out of Walmart, just like they stole out of New Orleans, and they stole, you know, even the cops were stealing stuff. Cops were sitting down there filling cars up full of stuff. I mean, you serious? I mean, you got to be serious, right? So I got 30 minutes left. I want to just do a few more. Uh, I just want to say a couple of things. Um and the word of God talks about we we we're all sinners. We're all sinners. And um we're 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 not no one's perfect. No no one's saying that, but I think that we have a lot of excuses in the church where people are saying, Well, great God's grace is so sufficient that he allows us to, you know, be a practicing sinner. Well, you don't practice sin, man. Even even the people who are not saved understand the hypocrisy. It's like we kind of contradicting ourselves living in an oxymoron state. It's like, okay, uh, look at that pastor over there, Pastor Eddie Long is doing this and this and this and this and this. But then they'll come back five minutes later, you know, they judge not lest he be judged. Now, people that are saying that, judge not lest he be judged, it's the same one looking at Eddie Long bad, which they should, calling him a hypocrite. Uh, how do they know a hypocr- How did they know hypocrisy? 
but then turn around and say God's grace is so great that he's supposed to feel us. And when I make a mistake, God is going to cover me because I don't never say, forgive me, God. I never have to get on like, like the verses you just read, 1 John 1, 8 through 10. I don't have to do that because God died on the cross a long time ago. So I don't have to say I'm sorry to nobody. God has already covered all my past, future, and, uh, and permanent, you know, present sins. Well, that's true in general. But if you live in a life practicing sin and you're not repentant, boy, don't die yet until you become repentant. In other words, you can't even be in the NFL and 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 and, and look at take for instance Michael Vick. Now, if Michael Vick didn't didn't say, okay, NFL, I'm sorry for this, I'm sorry for that, I'm sorry for fighting the dogs. This is what I learned because he was just on uh, Pierce, uh, what's his name, show Pierce show on um, CNN, and I enjoyed the interview. And he, you can tell he's learned his from his mistakes. So if he learned from his mistakes, and he's in the NFL, they're gonna let him back in the NFL. But God said here, he is faithful to just to forgive you for all unrighteousness as long as you come to him and say, forgive me for if I fussed at somebody today. If I, if I, you know, cut in line today or if I, you know, if I, if I said this to somebody that's nasty today or if I did this or that. Yeah, he's saying be, have that relationship with Christ where you can keep that relationship going or God can keep God's going to keep you as long as you want to keep yourself in in the arms of God. That's what the Bible says in and uh, Jude to stand the love of God. And people say, "Well, God is going to keep me. He's going to make you do nothing. God is not going to make you follow Him. You got to want to follow God, and, and following God is is to be aimed at. It's to always pursue. You got to pursue the gospel earnestly." Contend for the faith. The Bible says in Jude to earnestly contend for the faith. That means contend with the gritted teeth, with focus and aim, just like you would get a college degree. So you got to work yourself tonight. I didn't say that, but you got to you got to focus in. The Bible says that many should be saying in that day, and Lord, Lord, and not do the things that I tell them to do. That's the obedience I was talking about earlier. You have to be obedient to Christ. You can't just say, oh. Um, I'm, I'm saved and I'm born again. I'm born again, and I can do anything I want to do. You're just gonna let me do anything I want to do. That's what that's what they say. The grace of God is sufficient for all things, including being a drag queen, including just going to rob all the banks in town. I'm gonna go rob all the banks in town. I'm gonna rob all the banks in town. Put up your stuff. Put up your stuff. <sighs> you know, just are you serious? Yeah, God will forgive you, but you have to turn, make an about face to God, repent of your sins and come to God. There's no way you're going to sit up here and say, after calling some preacher on TV a hypocrite, that you got, how did you know he was a hypocrite? If you're going to say, well, he's a hypocrite, but God said that he's going to forgive me. But the hypocrite pastor, he ain't going to forgive. How dare you, hypocrite pastor? But I can go ahead and do what I want to do. No, you can't. Just like the hypocrite pastor can. You won't allow him. You call us hypocrites. 
I just saw my neighbor down the street fussing with his wife. He's supposed to be a Christian. How is he going to be a Christian? But God is sufficient. His His grace is sufficient. Now, it's probably going to be some radio program on here. I know exactly who it's going to be. going to listen to this program and say, you need to be broken. Okay, I am broken. <laughs> I'm just saying, folks, how much broken you got to get? If you get too broke, you ain't going to be able to tell nobody what to do. How are you supposed to live your life? I live my life to, 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 to please God, and I am broken. But I am noticing that people say, well, I could go practice sin. He's going to pick me up, and I can just go do it again. And again, and again, and again. And the Lord picked me up when I'm down. Lord, pick me up. Hey, man, brother, go ahead and sing that song. Pick me up and when I'm down. And I know the feeling. But eventually we're going to have to say, God, give me victory. I cannot sing. Keep your day job. Oh, yes, she will. <laughs> Keep your day job. You cannot sing. God has given us a way out, and that way is through his son. When we practice sin, if we want to, the Bible says you either be willing to pluck your eye out or cut your hand out, cut your hand off if it causes you to sin. That means that sorrow Godly sorrow has to take over your your will. So your will can change to God's will. Your will be done on earth as it is in heaven. Your will be done on earth as it is in heaven because you sure they don't get up in heaven doing that stuff. So God wants us to repent and be holy for I am holy. That's what he said. The grace of God is sufficient. Yes, it is. The grace of God will keep you from sinning as long as you want to keep from sinning. If your will is to continue to sin, you're going to do it regardless of how much power God gives you. You have to enter into that power. Your will has to enter into that power. I'm tired of, I've met, I, I have been broken. If that's the word you want to use, say, I'm broken. I've been broken. I'm tired of doing this. I'm tired of it. And then guess what? Guess what, folks? God will deliver you from the bondages that easily beset you that you can go and you can go preach the gospel to all the ends of the world for witness to everybody. God wants you to be free from the sins that easily beset us. He does not want you to be in sin. And if Jesus Christ is coming back in less than 60 days, hallelujah. I'm listening for the trumpets. And I'm clean. God, I'm saying, God, clean my heart out. I'm tired of having, you know, getting angry with people. I'm tired of all of that stuff. I'm tired of being, I, I'm not, I don't have a problem being jealous or envious. But I'm, I'm just tired of even some of the attitudes I got. I was telling my kids that. I said, man, I don't look at y'all and, and try to correct y'all without correcting, you know, asking God to correct me. I said, God, point out those things. I got quick temper from my wife. You know, my wife trying to explain something to you. <laughs> my wife said, you're going to have to be patient with me. And I had to learn that. 
You say, well, that, that, is that better than drinking? I don't know. Is that a better problem than drinking alcohol? God is coming back, man. I mean, it, it might not be. It, it could be 24 months from here. But, I, I, you know, I just we got a three-year-old or a two-year-old. She'll be three in December. And that chick got Oh, that chick got tall fast. I mean, she's a baby, but she's she's yeah, she's moving around and doing all this. Stuff. Man, we just had her. I just saw some baby pictures. They don't even look like her. And then my son, he's four years old, and then just time just whooped by. Time just whooped by. And it, it is it is it is going fast. Now. I know that y'all, some of y'all on YouTube ain't going to be able to watch this whole video because there's no way in the world I'm going to put this video up. But I'm just letting y'all know now um, that, you know, we are in the last days of the last days. And that little area y'all see on that on that video right there, Syria, Damascus, uh, y'all need to pray for Damascus. We need to pray for the, Damascus, man. Because Damascus will be, the Bible says, will be a ruinous heap. And it's not going to be a city anymore. So we need to pray that the people out in Damascus get to make it out of there. Um, who will be the leader of Syria? That's going to be my next radio show. Uh, possibly the Antichrist. Possibly the Mahdi. Possibly a Shiite uh, will rule uh, out of that area. Um, now, uh, what what is it that people think that the Antichrist is going to come from Europe? And why is it that uh, people believe that it's just Europe? Well, the scriptures point out well, like, for instance, the rapture of the church. People say, well, there is no rapture of the church. It shows more evidence to be the rapture of the church than it shows to not be it. And as far as the Antichrist being a uh, a Gentile, it shows a lot of proof of that. But it shows a lot of proof that the Antichrist will come from Syria. Uh, rather than uh, any other place. The Bible calls him the Assyrian. Uh, I believe out of Damascus, out of the rubble of Damascus, will rise the Antichrist. And Damascus, uh, Syria, Syria is a little horn. Let's say Syria was a little horn, and it receives a mortal wound in the head. What's the head? Damascus. Same thing with the Antichrist later. That's a shadow. That the Antichrist will receive a mortal wound, and the wound will be healed. At least would appear to be uh, healed, uh, and this Antichrist. What would he look like? Some people say he'll look like a tur he have a turban on. I mean, y'all better stop listening to Nostradamus by now. Y'all should know that by now. The Antichrist is not going to have a turban. So how do you know that? I just know. I'm going off of what the Bible says. They call him the the Bible calls him the fierce, the king of fierce. Features or fierce continents, meaning that the Antichrist has a look of toughness. He looks like a mafia member with his hair slicked back, character lines, good looking guy. Young, he could be young, 37 years old, he could be old, 60s, 70s. I don't know. He could be in the 40s. But the Antichrist is going to be a good looking guy. The Bible says he has to look more stout than his fellows. The word stout means tough. He's gonna, not going to look like Barack Obama. Barack Obama is a cutie boy with big ears and look like he should be on a peanut box. The Antichrist is going to overshadow Barack Obama. He's going to look tough. When he meets Barack Obama, he's going to say, wow, he's real. Barack Obama looks like a midget compared to the Antichrist. Will the Antichrist be tall and big? Yeah, he might be tall, but I don't think his, that's just the 
king of fierce features don't mean that. I think that he looks pretty intelligent. He looks pretty sharp. He he has his medallions on and hair slicked back and 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 sometimes he wears a military uniform. Sometimes he wears a king uniform. And what what will be his position when he first rises up? And will Syria return to a monarch monarchy? And will it will it, will, will that be the best fit for Syria? Now the Bible says that he shall rise. Uh, it says that in Daniel chapter eleven that the, like Antioch Epiphanes did, he should rise with a few numbers, meaning that they didn't vote for him. He just got chosen, kind of like um, the dude from um, Afghanistan. Um, I, forgot, <coughs> I forgot his name, but um, this guy uh, was put in there by the globalists and possibly by the United States faction of the globalists. And um, uh, look, he's still in charge of Afghanistan. Now, Syria would need another leader. That's obvious. Who's going to be that leader? Or is he going to be the second to the next leader of Syria? I'm pretty sure he's coming from Syria. If not, it would be Iraq or Lebanon, one of those two. Uh, the Antichrist might be born from Tyra. I think it's called Tyra. It's, it's a small city in Lebanon. Uh, and it talks about it in Ezekiel, uh, I think it's 28. Um, but, um, yeah, yeah. Now, why do I believe for certain that he's come from Syria? Because it's, he's the king, the Bible calls him the Assyrian in Micah, uh, calls him the Assyrian, um, the Assyrian, excuse me. Um, also talks about that in Isaiah, calls him the Assyrian. Um, so yeah, he is a, a, a dictator that comes from Assyria. Now, Assyria was the um, uh, Syria uh, parts of Turkey, just a small part of Turkey, and then uh, Iraq. Now, is he coming from Turkey? I don't. I don't think so. I think he's come from Syria, and everything fits in where it is supposed to be fitting in. Now, why does the Antichrist receive a mortal wound? Well, I believe it's because somebody that was in either the Jewish people shot him because he's trying to get his butt out the way, the globalist shot him because he was trying to do his own thing, or he was a defecto from the Islamic faith. Now, some people say the Islamic faith would be destroyed. I know for one thing that the Catholic Church or the, the, the horror that sits on seven hills will be totally obliterated, um, and the Antichrist uh, the false prophet, on the other hand, will um, what uh, some Saint Monica is supposed to have said is that uh, the false prophet at that time will will lead his church at the worst pivotal time in history. And uh, I don't know if that's error or or, or some type of a, a heresy or what, but I don't I don't I don't put a hundred thousand cratons in it, but. I do see that, hey, this guy caught somewhat caught it right, so uh, I won't put all my eggs in that basket. I'll probably just put a half an egg in there, but the rest of it goes to the worst God. Sometimes you just look at the world in general, and it gives you a good synopsis. People say, well, you're supposed to look at the Bible a thousand percent. Well, how can you look at the Bible a thousand percent when you you got to look at the news? Got to look at the You got to look at the news to, to figure out what's going on and what did, what did the Bible say? 
So the Bible, the Bible said that there's going to be a leader in the last days that's going to rise, and we see that there are many antichrists, and it's supposed to be an antichrist system. Then we're going to have to look at the world eventually and see that what the Bible talked about, what the Bible prophesied thousands of years ago, because that is a miracle, folks. The Bible is the word of God. It is the inherent word of God because the Bible has come true. And it's still coming true, and it will continue to come true, and his word will last for eternity. It will last for eternity. That is amazing. That is amazing. You you can't buy eternity. You can't buy that. Now, people, get ready. Jesus is coming. Go tell your family. Go tell your friends. Go tell your co-workers, do not be ashamed of the gospel. Do not be ashamed of Christ. Please, I'm warning you, hell is not an illusion. Hell is for real. If somebody just 6,000 years went to hell, 6,000 years, they just got to hell. They just got there, folks. It is, it is, it is time. It is high time to wake up. It is high time to understand that time is running short. What you do for Christ will last. If you were trying to become a doctor, you were trying to become a lawyer, you were trying to become an engineer, you were trying to become a football player, a basketball player, it is better for you to go to Jesus and be a door handler at the door of Jesus Christ than a football player, a basketball player who don't have Jesus and die and go to hell. They say, that's mean to say. Well, the truth will set you free, my brother, my sister. Please, it is high time. Not only do you need to get your family ready, not only do you need to get your family ready, but it's time. It is high time. It is high time to get yourself ready, your family ready, your mother-in-law, oh, uh-oh, the mother-in-law, whoever. Talk to your neighbors. Put yourself out there. The Bible says that we need to pick up our cross and follow Jesus daily. Let us do this. Let us do this. Let us pick up our cross daily and follow after God. Follow after Jesus. It, it, trust me, what you do for Jesus will last. Do not sit on your tail. Do not sit on your butt. Get up. Go forward. Preach the gospel while it's still light outside. Preach the gospel. You better hurry up and preach the gospel before they before they shut the door. Before the arc of the door closes. Before Jesus says that's too late, no more. No more. Go get when the Father says, Go get go get your church. We want we want to be a part of the Great Commission. We want to be uh, receive that victor's crown. We want to receive that soul-winning crown. And what other crown? The crown of righteousness. We want to receive those crowns. 
so we can throw them at the feet of Jesus. Of course, he's going he's gonna to probably give them back or whatever form he's going to give them back in. But, hey, I really don't want them because I get to reign and rule with Christ. I get to reign and rule with my Savior. Well, after this video, after this, uh, after I get done doing this video right here, I'm going to do another video, and I'm I'm just going to talk from the heart. And if I don't get the chance to do any videos, I'm gonna clean up. Well, our garage is already my studio in the garage is already set. I just gotta just get out there and start doing videos. And uh, I'm not gonna try to you know get numbers high, you know. I'm not. I'm not even gonna worry about all of that. That's just. That's up to God. If God wants me to talk to ten people, I can talk to ten people. If He wants me to talk to thousands, that's fine. I don't really. I don't. I don't even care anymore. But I, I do care. If y'all do, please share this video. Um, and go check on my website out at www.propertiesonradio.com. Uh, I'm definitely gonna start working on that website probably tomorrow morning uh, and start getting that thing updated. So um, we can get some news out there, but there there are many more uh, uh, news. Uh, oh shoot, there are many more um, news uh, links. I'm sorry, I'm doing. I can't walk in two jump two gum at the same time. But there are many more news links, folks, uh, than um, we think uh, that we can count on. And uh, you just have to make sure it lines up with Scripture, you know, Scripture upon Scripture. We need to make sure that uh, Scripture is the focus. I think I just messed up because I, I took myself off. I Hopefully I'm still on. Anyway, that's the beauty, folks, of uh, that's the beauty of um, having a chat room open is that you know that you're on the air. I got seven minutes left. So uh, if y'all don't know Jesus Christ is your personal Savior, uh, this is the time to do it. This is the time to do it. I don't have that music, that slow music, stuff like that, which I would like to get. But, but this is the time, folks. Time is short. We don't have that time. We don't have the time. Time is, you, I mean, you can walk out that door today and it can be your last time. You never return back home. I'm pretty sure the people that was in Colorado, Aurora, Colorado, never knew that they were going to not return home that morning. Yeah, this lady, this little girl, she was a young lady. She was a expiring news anchor host. And they showed her pictures and they showed her last tweet. She said, movie is about to start in about 20 minutes. Call you later. And surely be a little bit after that. This poor girl entered into eternity. And the thing is, is when they were showing her life and stuff like that, they never mentioned that she was a Christian. And that just breaks my heart. But... If you're out there listening to this show and you're not a Christian yet and you and you haven't you haven't uh, accepted Jesus Christ as your Lord and Savior, the time is to do it now before it's too late. And if if you don't if you even have an inkling of what I say, you even believe it just a little bit, but you're still kind of um, not so sure. 
that that's going to happen anyway. The Bible's pre- preached that. The Bible's spoken that, and that that that's a good proof that the Bible's true. However, any day can be your last day. One hundred and fifty thousand people. That's a lot of people. That's a lot of people in the eternity. Every day. That is a lot of people. That fills the whole stadium. That fills Seattle Stadium. That fills the um, L.A. Coliseum almost twice over. That's a lot of people, folks. Of all ages, all shapes, all sizes. But Jesus provided a way on the cross for you. And Jesus was out was without no sin. We're sinners. And the Father is holy. And the Father does not let anything get around him that is unholy. And when we take Jesus and look upon that cross and believe that he bore the sins of the whole world, including mine, including yours. And you say, Jesus, I, I, I believe that you are my Savior, and I believe that we I'm a sinner, and I believe that you took my sins away from me. And I believe that I, I'm going to heaven because I want to walk with you daily. And I believe you, God. You are my Savior. And you're the only person that can save me. I believe that. If you say that, and you say that, Jesus will open up your his arms wide. It says in Revelation 3.20, I stand at the door of your heart and I knock. If you open up the door, I'll come in to you and I'll whine. And you whine with me. We have a relationship. Relationship. That's what Christ wants to have. He wants to have a relationship with you. He wants that relationship, folks. Jesus loves everyone out there. But he loves you so much that he will not leave you the way you are. God himself would change you. If you just let him. The Bible says that God resists the proud and your grace to the humble. The Bible says that we must come to Jesus as a little child. That we are helpless and we cannot come back to God or we can't reach God or we can't reach a certain level unless God himself is our mediator. The Bible says that Jesus is the mediator between God and man, the man Christ Jesus, the God of the universe. Surrender your life to Jesus today because we don't know how much time we got. Some people believe that we got a little bit of time, but most preachers that I'm seeing today believe that the time is very, very short. And any time now, Things can change on the dime. Things can change overnight. You can go to bed one night only to wake up and find out that World War III just started. 
course, many of us are going to carry on business as usual. The bullets might not be headed our way or nothing like that, but the birds might be still singing and the sun might be still out. But one day, when you go to school, you go to work, you go fishing, you go hunting, you go to that football game, it may be the last for you. But the day is coming when those who are in the grave should hear the Son of Man and should hear God some to everlasting life and some to everlasting destruction. So if you don't know Jesus, once again, pray that he will come to you and save you. Thank you all for listening to the program. We'll be back on tomorrow. God bless. Have a wonderful day. Mm-hmm.